What's up, everyone? This is Riley Madison, and you are listening to Sunset Flip Radio. What's up, everybody out there in the radio waves? Thank you so much for listening to Sunset Flip Radio, your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. As always, I'm your co-host, the $100 man, Thomas Lee, so you always join the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drain. Alex, what's going on? You. We were, si- <laughs> we were six minutes in, and the power went out. Yeah, so very this is slowly. Take two. It's very like, slowly, ooh. yeah. But um, no, it's a it's a new week in wrestling. We had an awesome show uh, this week from AEW Dynamite, which has been the normal in the wrestling world. Uh, it's Thursday today, which is kind of odd for us. But normally we deliver new content on Tuesdays, but the thing called life always gets in the way. But because it's Thursday, it doesn't mean that we're not going to give you new new content. It's it's our promise here at Sense of Foot Radio. So thank you for sticking with us for number seventy eight. This is episode 78, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost at 100, kind of down the road, but, you know, 78 episodes strong, and there's so much content because there's so much stuff changing in the world of wrestling day by day. Yeah. And if you saw AEW last night, what a hell of a show they put on. The arena looked great. That was the last thing that you said before the power went I, out. I did. <laughs> I thought it was going to go out again. I uh, said uh, very like WrestleMania 3-esque, it but did. on a small scale. It like, was. You know, the pictures that you've seen um, that showed up online without fans in attendance was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And live on television. I didn't watch it live. I told you I was watching something else with my wife, but I did catch like bits and pieces. I did have. I was recorded. like 15 minutes late on the DVR, but I, I caught up and... And if anybody that watched it, you saw Twitter the... helped me out. Yeah. I was kind of able to watch it live, if that makes sense, through Twitter, because it's just the easiest thing to catch stuff on. Well, it was the AEW in-ring debut of the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. Uh, Brian Danielson is his real name. And he put on a 30-minute classic with Kenny Omega, which actually went to a draw. Yeah, which people... They loved the match, but were upset that they didn't kind of like announce like, "Hey, you're getting closer. Hey, we're getting closer to time." You kind of heard it a little bit. You heard like bit. five minutes, just like like the, a, hey, five minutes, guys. Yeah, like yeah. the way that Justin Roberts uh, says it is like, "Oh, five minutes remaining." You know uh, what I mean? Like he yeah. says it. He says it really very low. Very low. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the whole match delivered a lot of the uh, opinions that I saw on Facebook and because I don't have Twitter like you do. I mean, but we're on Twitter at Sense of Flip Radio and on Instagram and Facebook at Sense of Flip Radio. So mm-hmm. follow us on all social media outlets. Happy but, to get all our handles. Yeah, happy to get all our handles. You'll get like two or three. Yeah, we'll wait to the end for the email. That's what we always do. But a lot of people thought that maybe they're just being smart mark fans, but they kind of felt like that the pay-per-view went downhill a little bit after the Omega and Danielson match. I mean, listen, there was a lot of hype going into it. I mean, we've seen that plenty of times with uh, other WWE Mm pay-per-views where everything else just can't surpass that moment. You know, they chose to put that on first. Um, You know, I thought it was a smart idea Um, at the time. Then you go and you see, I I believe the women main evented, right? Yes, they did. Um, Which, you know, kudos to them. Can't knock them for it. And and they put on a hell of a match also um, with... um, the doctor still taking it. Yeah, against Ruby. I I got to be honest. <clears throat> the ugliest belt in all of professional wrestling is the women. They made AW the belt bigger. Shape. They made the belt bigger slightly. Yeah, but it. I I get the old school feel of it. Mm-hmm. But it, you look like, you know, when when you're holding your meat and you're like, wow, <laughs> this is kind of big, and your hands like really tiny. Yeah, <laughs> or vice versa. Excuse me. You know, it's, it's a just, small belt. It's yeah, it's yeah. weird, but um. No, I mean the they were smart. They brought out CM Punk after the Brian Danielson and Omega match, so you're leading with that. Then you bring up Punk again. I don't know. I, I, I would have pushed that back like a, a match or two. I would put Punk? him in, in yeah. the middle of that because then you just you know you, you can only yell so much and be so happy, and then he comes out and you're like oh, and, and then it was then it was MJF against Brian Pullman Jr. and yeah. Then I mean, Malachi which Black had a and great, Cody Rhodes. It was a, it was a great. All like, the matches were good. Pay per view, you know. Yeah, I mean there was, was five matches. Show. All the matches were good. I thought the Malachi Black Codes, Cody Rhodes match was good. I Did you love see the, the um, heat. The, the heat that Rhodes was getting. I love he was getting booed. Yeah, I think that 
there's gonna be tension with the Nightmare Family. Did you kind of saw Arn it. Anderson. What was that? He like fell or did something. He f- it was, I mean, obviously wrestling is scripted, but like, did he fake fall or like did I don't, he really? I don't know. He like old man fell. He old man fell yeah, and then was, he pushed Cody Rhodes. I thought that I thought that was gonna be the end of the match. Yeah. And then um, Black gave him the black mist in the face, and that's mm. how we beat him. But it was nice to see Cody getting booed because I feel like a lot of fans are over Cody, and I'm one of them. Um, well, everybody has for a long time, and he's been he he knows it. He's so booked he's himself. Kind of, he's booked himself into right. to being great. He's booked himself retarded. Right? He did, yeah. He booked himself to be like the greatest fucking wrestler in AEW history. I mean, he comes know, from the center. Everybody like we always say that. It, oh, it's a Rhodes. Got to put himself out. Like, yeah, that was the whole trope. A I'm long surprised time that Dustin the, wasn't the, the first uh, AEW World Champion or the yes. first TNT Champion, but instead right. well, Cody Rhodes. Do a TBS Champion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cody Rhodes is the first TNT champion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Dynamite's moving to TBS in the beginning of January. Right. You know why they're doing that, because of basketball, I mm-hmm. think, and of hockey. Yeah, hockey's Hockey and there. basketball are now right. on TNT. Yep. So now they got to move wrestling to TBS. The last time the TBS had wrestling, do you know what that was? Um, it was a Saturday show, I think. It was WCW Saturday night. Yeah. It's 6.05. 6.05? Yeah. But people love that, though. People miss that 6.05 start on a Saturday. TBS used to be 605 for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, your main big program. Was it was always five minutes after. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time there was wrestling was WCW Saturday night. That's where Triple H debuted mm-hmm. years ago. And because Nitro was on TNT and all that stuff. So, um, terrorizing at that point. Terrorizing, yes. Yeah. So the content is still going to be good just because it's on tbs doesn't matter i mean they're still gonna crank out good stuff um i read this funny article today not funny article but I read this thing that that Meltzer wrote that um about how murphy isn't signed yet by anybody and he said that probably prefers it that way well no he said that murphy was turned down by AEW because AEW brings in punk and brian and cole to these massive contracts and they have one contract left they're saying they they have they want to sign one more big money guy. Oof. And that big money guy is Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I figured that. So he's going to be coming to AEW. But then the thing that Meltzer was saying is how come they're not going to give Buddy Murphy any money? Because the vignettes that he had were Aleister Black-like leading into the decision of where he was going. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought that that was going to be a setup for Murphy to go into AEW. And it was kind of a smokescreen. But I'm saying to myself, how come Murphy... Wouldn't still, just get signed again, by AEW. Once again, he's the best kept secret. I think he wasn't is. he res- wrestling as that like he was monarch yeah. for a hot minute. So yeah. I mean, he wanted his release. Grand Metalik requested that. his release. Yeah, he's not re- he's not due for a contract until twenty twenty three. Yeah, so he can be just be held hostage, aka the Bo Dallas treatment. Not even, but the, it's uh, funny. Luke Harper, Luke treatment. Harper too. But right. it's funny, right. and then, like, you know, you really think about a billion... I mean, they're both billionaires, McMahon and Tony Khan, but then I think that they think differently because I think Tony Khan's just trying to bring everybody in that would give AEW more of an edge than WWE. But I kind of feel like it's it's time for us wrestling fans to kind of not think about that anymore because the WWE, ladies and gentlemen out there in the world of professional wrestling, it's a billion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. billions of dollars of of revenue and everything from ticket yeah. sales to fucking dolls to it, pillowcases to yeah. socks and to ornaments it doesn't matter and everything else alone draws and so fox much money. and everything and, and the television deal and the television deal that's before you even put the product yeah. on the screen AEW has been around for what two years two and a half going two on and three, half, years. three years three years will probably be january there's no way that the, that the WWE will ever get taken out of business by AEW no, it's no. way too big. No, no, no. It, they'll just coexist in the same space. Yeah. You know, Think about it. One will still always be in higher regard than the other, but mm-hmm. the other one is directly right behind it. Like, you can't miss it. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. I think of this is this is a food analogy, and this is the inner foodie in me, mm. you know, the former fat, once fat kid. Um, Diaries of a former fat kid. 132 now. I feel good. Wow. Um, Chipotle, right? Mm-hmm. Chipotle was the first... They, they call fast, that fast casual. casual, build your own burrito spot. Correct. 
in the country, I would say, right? It's already I mean, in Colorado. I mean, I mean yep. people, people can say Kidoba, but like, you know, Chipotle is the Chipotle. number one. Yeah. Yeah. And it had been around for longer than people think. It was just out in Colorado. Yeah. Bubacoos is kind of making this trend to they're everywhere in Jersey. They're, at, they're across the whole country now. Oh, are they? So, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So I'm thinking, like, Bubacoos has a bigger menu than Chipotle. Well, yeah. And they also. They offer more things than Chipotle. Yeah. Plus, they have this, like, wing thing or whatever. Yeah. Like, they have. Um, or whatever that's called. They have a secret ghost kitchen that produces uh, wings. Uh, so I should know the name because of DoorDash. Wings and wings and something. Yeah. But they have. So they have a secret ghost kitchen. They have all these different options to eat besides because chipotle is what is chipotle bowl burrito salad tacos now they have a quesadilla that's it you can they've always had a quesadilla it's a but but they don't have shrimp they don't have vegan burgers like well they have um there's the sofrito stuff which is like tofu and yeah but i mean like the stuff that bubacoos is offering is double of what chipotle is offering now let's translate that into the world of professional right, wrestling. We're going to bring it back. We're, we're not. We're not going. We're not going. Tra- we're not going to talk about tacos and carnitas. We, we took you on a trip. Yeah. Right. Chipotle. And, and now you have like those the, two conglomerates, and then you have yeah. Taco Bell, which is like Rabbit Ear TV. AKA, well, no, like, and it's funny because Taco Bell probably makes more money than all of them. But, oh, absolutely. Um, Yum Brands, I think. KFC, Taco like Bell, and Long John Silver. Mm-hmm. But KFC is the biggest brand in the in the world. Yeah. Not McDonald's. KFC. It's huge in Japan and shit. Yeah, because yeah. especially for Christmas. Yeah. Too. Ch- fried chicken for some reason during Christmas, that holiday is like the thing. It is. Yeah. But Chipotle is like WWE. They offer four or five good things and people like them and they go back because it's the same flavor. Mm-hmm. Everything's the same. AEW is like Con- barbecue's burritos. Consistency. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> Bubacoo's burritos may come up with a new type of quesadilla. They may come up with a new kind of meat or a new flavor. They're bringing all these different talents in. They're bringing a new look, a new flavor to AEW. Remember, in one day, they got Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, and Ruby so- and Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. In one day, right? In one month, you can add Bray Wyatt to that. Oh, well, yes. You know what I mean? You can yeah. add Bray Wyatt to that. Not to mention the fact that they bring in all these young talent for people to get a look at to possibly get signed to contracts on Dark and Elevation and everything else. Yeah, it's it's funny. So speaking of that, they're profiting off of people who have not made a name yet, but they're, that show is big. Yeah. Dark is big. Our former, we interviewed Anthony Bennett, mm-hmm. who just wrestled on Dark Elevation I've against seen. the Gun Club, Yep. which leads into my next thing, <laughs> the fact that your boys at Sunset Flip Radio, along with Jeff at Noise Toys, we spent Saturday at the 2300 Arena. The icons of wrestling. Icons of professional too. wrestling. If you saw our Facebook and Instagram, which what you should always event. be following, one event. Um, and, and who's the first guy we run into? Mr. Tony Atlas himself. Yeah. Had a, what, maybe a 15-minute conversation with Tony Atlas. This guy is, First of all, we get there at 830, which is so smart because... Yeah. Um, we, we basically walked in for free. By yeah, the way. we walked in for free. We, Jeff got there at the same time, literally we did, and he's unpacking, and I was like, Tom, pull up behind him. Yeah, it was kind of shady where I was gonna park my car, and then I was like, all right, so I parked it under a bridge. I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna, this is nothing right. gonna happen here. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I've seen this a bunch of times. Yeah, but uh, no, and then we we were hanging out, right? We're hanging out, and all of a sudden we hear like this guy singing and like who is that he's it's loud to- it's loud tony at 39 At- oh, o'clock oh, now oh. i can't yeah. do his laugh but tony atlas is there and i'm like i'm gonna go up to tony atlas and say hi so we shook i shook tony atlas's hand so i so tagged along like a sidekick yeah like, hey, and we talked to him for 10 to 15 minutes and he was telling us stories about <laughs> Everything. Working in the seventies in Georgia and getting called the N word by Ole Anderson repeatedly and <laughs> yes. like how no one knows like how he can't talk about John Cena but he can talk about Blackjack Mulligan. Right. He's not into Yeah, like, a no, lot he, of he said lesser. he's like I can't talk about Bray Wyatt, but I can talk about his father. Yeah. Mike yep. Rotunda Mike and I can talk about his grandfather, Blackjack Mulligan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, and, you know, one of the biggest goals for us here on the podcast was to market and share our product and what makes us different than everybody else to everybody there, including the wrestlers at the Icons of Wrestling event. And I think that we did get our message across because, um, you know, we tried to differentiate, differentiate, thank you, ourselves 
by being two guys who have nothing, who don't work in the industry, but know a lot about it in a fan's perspective. So right. uh, we talked to Tony Atlas, and then lo and behold, who walks up <laughs> right behind our shoulder, right behind Five, my left shoulder. Yeah. And another guy that we interviewed. Yeah, our, our well, our second, I guess. Our, or, or no, uh, that was in April. It was our second interview. It was interview. one of our first, yeah, our yeah. first few interviews, right? And lo and behold, hey, uh, Tony, what's going on? And we look as he gets closer to the table. It's fucking Tito. Santana. It's Tito Santana in the flesh. W W V. Yeah. Um, it was Tito Santana in the flesh, and we were and me and Tom uh, both looked at each other like, like what. And I was like, hey, we, we interviewed you. Right. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, I tried to shake his hand, but he gave me the fist bump. God, and that's so, so the way this thing worked, right, is it was a square room, right? And in the lobby, they had, like, the bigger names, like Kane, Paul Ellering, Brutus the Barber, Raven. I didn't see Kane. Did you see Bobby Kane? Fish, no. He probably came later. Yeah, but there was a huge line. But we, we were in the other area where, like... The wrestlers had their own tables, right? So yeah, the, so like Jeff, literally set up tables. Yeah, Jeff's table was literally like kind of right in the middle. So like, like yeah, we had like a three sixty right view of everybody. Oh, oh, and the view was lovely. Oh too. yeah, I mean we'll get to the smoke shows in a minute, but yeah, but that's specific. um, <laughs> what I, I digress. Yeah, but I digress. But after seeing Tito Santana and Tony Atlas. At the corner of my eye, I see Ron Simmons, right? Not walking towards me, but sitting down. I'm like, that's Ron Simmons. I'm going to go shake his hand because yeah, I want to. Yeah, and I should have. Yeah, I shook Ron Simmons. Oh, this is what I said to Ron Simmons. I said, I said excuse me, Ron. I just want to shake your hand because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours. I appreciate what you do in the ring. He's like, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I shook his hand. And that was it. That's all I that's wanted all to do. That's it. I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to pay for the picture. I didn't want to pay for the autograph. I didn't no. need that. And and by the way, if you went from the top of the room to to the end of the room, just on that one stretch against the wall to pay for whoever was there, you would have been oh, broke yeah. before you got to the other half of the room. It's ridiculous. The minimum was like twenty. Um, some other wrestlers were doing it for way cheaper, but like, let's just stick with twenty dollars, just for what an autograph, right? Yeah, give or take. Um, a lot of it was, um, it was crazy. You would have been broke. Twenty for an auto, thirty for no twenty for a it was picture. Between twenty and sixty. Thirty for an auto, there. and yeah. there was like a combo. Yeah, and like seventy for a hand like, back. Yeah. For, it, from Tammy's. <laughs> who was there? Who was there? But it got so crazy so quick because as. Because the event was at from 10, 10 to 3. And they said it, too. Bang. Yeah. Once those doors opened, those people were in there hot. But, like, from at, like, 9.30, you know, we saw Ron Simmons and, you know. We're we got in there early. We're still on yeah. the high of Tito Santana. And, and then and then who comes over across from us? Uh, across from us is. Is Tito Santana. Is Tito Santana. But sitting to his left. With Ricky Morton. No, not Ricky No, Morton. no. Ricky Excuse Morton was, he was there. He was, was getting there autographs in the, the front. Right. He, um. But he walked by uh, us Marty eating Gennetti. a bagel. He was talking to Marty Janetti the whole time. Exactly. Mar- party, Mar- party, Marty. Mar- party with Marty. Party with Marty Janetti. He had solo cups that had party with Marty oh, on it. it. I was done. He was wearing a he, Hul- had, he had a Julio Jones no, he had, Falcons he had jersey, a Falcon number jersey 11. on with his name on the back. Yeah, and he was wearing a boot on his ankle. I see. I don't, I don't know, know what, what happened, but he, he looked rugged. He sold some cartilage yeah. to pay for her gas. And then... Besides seeing Riley Madison, which was awesome, she was great. Love talking to her. We gave her a free T-shirt. It was awesome seeing her. Our first uh, interview ever on Sense of Flip Radio. I see on the piece of paper across from us the words "Billy Gunn." Yeah. Right. So was like, it was so, it was supposed to be somebody else. Really. And it, their name was scratched out, and Billy Gunn was written in Sharpie on it. Oh, I didn't notice the name scratch so, out. All I could out of see the was corner of my eye, man, I when I went to, when I went to go see Ron Simmons on the way you back, were coming back, yeah, I see Billy Gunn, who's Colton Gunn, and and uh, Austin. Austin Gunn, the Gun Club. Billy Gunn is jacked out of his fucking mind, dude. What is he almost sixty? He's he's up there. He's, he's ripped, like huge. Yeah, he's like six three. His sons are. I mean, Colton's big too. He's like six two. Yeah. Uh, Austin shorter, but um, they were literally across from us. Mm-hmm. So I 
Yeah. Um. He's like he's uh, he said something to somebody. He's like I can't find my table. And I'm like oh, excuse me, Billy Gunn, your table's across from us over here. He's like oh thanks man. I had like a six second conversation with the guy. Nice guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he that said, made me happy. Let me let me cut you off right there. Yeah. That anybody we ran into that day was absolutely very nice, very nice and cordial. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like. They're putting a front on because they do this all the time, and they they can't wait to just leave. I definitely felt like homie with all those. And we were right in the middle because at one point when everybody got started, and shout out to Jeff because we shout out to Jeff, yeah, uh, yeah, we appreciate Jeff yeah. tag us tagging along with Jeff and uh, getting our product out and getting his product out. He did really well for himself too. But at one point, it was the Blue Mini. Yeah, the, gun, the Blue Mini's the right, Blue across, Mini's from right across from us. The Gun Club, Tito Santana. Marty Gennetti, Riley Madison's two tables down. Table left to us is... Oh, the mini boogeyman was there. Yeah, a table left to us is... um, uh, What's her name? Oh, my God, Layla. Oh, Layla. Huh. And then behind us, the murderer's row of smoke shows. Julia Hart. Yep. Um, Shay Guerrera. Yep. Penelope Ford mm-hmm. with her husband, Kip Sabian, who we'll get to in a second. <laughs> yes. Um, the of the show. Just other smoke shows just literally behind us. Yeah, like gorgeous like, woman. I was like, Aubrey Edwards was there, yep. the referee. She's down on the end. Yep. Yeah. But, and then on the other side, like. And then there's us, me and Tom. No, and then there's us in the middle, but like. Leading into it, Barry Horowitz is right near us, who's jacked Yo, out of his oh mind. Oh, my God. Barry Horowitz. Holy shit. The new Virgil, Mark Jindrak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so it was really funny. We're trying to figure out a name of this episode, and we don't think of names in advance. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know who Mark Jindrak is, he was a a wrestler during the... Um, Ruthless Aggression Ruthless era. Aggression era, who was supposed like to 05, be... Like, 05, 06, 07. He was supposed to be the Batista in Evolution. Correct. Like, they filmed they vignettes filmed the with vignettes him. they vignettes with it, yeah. And Triple H said he can't be in the group. Because he just... He didn't, didn't fit it. cut it, and he just wouldn't stop talking. So, yeah. he looked completely different, shrunken down now, and literally nobody was at his table. <laughs> And I kind of felt bad for the guy. And if they were, we just weren't paying attention. Yeah. They were, and so, you like, looked at me because we were in line with Enzo, and we'll get to this in a second. You're like, is that Mark Jindrak? I'm like, I have no idea. And like, I, I had my glasses on, but did like the thing where you're working online, you still squint at the tickets, yeah, right. like like it's gonna be easier to read. <laughs> right. And I go up, I'm like, or Holy it's like shit. when you're uh you're you got directions, but you turn the yeah. radio down. Right. Yeah. And then and then you to go see like, better? and then you said it loud. You're like, shitty. <laughs> He's like the new Virgil. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to be the episode. No, but we saw Mark Jindrak. James Storm was right near us. Yeah, he was there the whole time. And I'm, yeah. I just couldn't. Penta. Yeah. Oh, um, Penta came I said Sierra Miedo, and yep. he gave it. He the, gave me the look. The sign, yep. He gave me the sign. That, like, made my day. But what we did was we tried to sell our shirts, but Jeff's table was like a little tykes table, and he had a lot of shit, so there's like, no space. You could not see any gray no of the or white of jeff yeah white. he did a great job setting it up and he had another table from his friend big money who was next to us yeah his buddy uh dante dante yeah but what we did was we handed out our t-shirts to wrestlers for free yeah gave as a little thank you yeah you know for what you do and the fact that we can talk about you every week and all that stuff. So and the guys from the Dark Order were there. Yeah, we gave shirts to Silvers, Silvers and Reynolds from mm-hmm. the Dark Order. We gave them to Mojo Riley and Enzo Amore. Enzo's hilarious. Um, he tried to sell us some shirts, and then uh, we walked I, away. I felt, I felt bad. Like we're giving him stuff, and like I get well, what no, you're I trying mean, to do. We, we, we had online to you know and to meet him, and yeah, just you know if it was well. for free, we wanted to give you this as a token of appreciation. Right. And then we're the way out, anything else? Yeah, and, yeah. And then yeah. you were like, oh, and then how do you end the? You know, the hardest thing to do is to end a conversation, especially with the independent with with any wrestler that's not really signed to a company right now. It's like you know they're struggling kind yeah, of a little bit. Like, yeah, we saw Kalisto too, by the way. Saw, yeah, he had all his cool masks. Yeah, there Casey too. Navarro was there. Um, Who had a match later that night? So Abdullah did Enzo. Abdullah the Butcher was there. Abdullah the Butcher sitting front and center as soon as you walk into that part of. He the- had like, do you see how he had forks on the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. There was so many Jeff Jarrett, Diamond Dallas Page, like they were literally well, feed from um, us. 
Well, you know, yeah. you mentioned everybody else in the room. Uh, Jeff did get a picture with um, RVD, RVD, and, which was um, great. And Bill, Bill Alfonso, Alfonso. Yeah. yeah. But what we did was we, we gave our shirts out to the wrestlers because that's just a little token of our appreciation for what they do every day. Oh, we got to go back to Kip Sabian, too. Yeah, but uh, we gave it, like I said, to Mojo and, and um, Enzo. Enzo and Riley. And we, t- uh, we were able to get pictures of Aubrey Edwards, Penelope Ford, and... The person who had the best gimmick, he lived the gimmick, <laughs> Kip Sabian. Yes. Kip Sabian wore a nice suit. Great suit. Great suit. Great suit. With a box on his head. Because he, when he got beat by Miro, ruined his face, he kept that gimmick going. And he's doing that at AEW shows. You know that, right? Like yesterday, he had the he had an impromptu... He something on it, right? It's yeah, like he had an impromptu meet and greet outside of Arthur Ashe Arena. Wow. With him out there with a box on his head meeting fans. That's great. That's awesome. And so, if you go on our social media, there's pictures of them holding up our t-shirts, and you know, we followed all of them. We gave them to the gun club also. Um, we followed all of them on Instagram, so maybe they'll wear a shirt one day and we'll tag it. And like I told Tom, I said it, it wasn't about like whether we make money on the no, shirts, I didn't give a shit. I, I didn't care what they did with the shirt. No, if they used it to wash their car, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Or they wanted to use it as like they gave it to their dog and it's a pee pad. I don't care. Yeah, they have something that's ours, and Correct. we gave it to them. I mean, plus we gave hun- we gave hundreds of our business cards out to fans there, which oh, was awesome. You, you hit that lineup hard. Yeah, we uh, we gave out a lot of our information, a lot, a lot of stickers, stickers a lot of cards. And I did see our views go up, which is always great. So the marketing that we did was totally worth it. The opportunity was great. So any new fans listening today, hello, welcome. hello, welcome. Um, Check the backlog. Yeah, the experience was awesome. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I, think I didn't it was get the an best autograph or anything. No. And I had told you, I think walking out, I said the experience is just be able to like say I was there. That that's mm-hmm. it. That's, that's all it. I yeah. Need. I'm a very I shook, simple I man. shook hands with wrestlers. I always, you know, the right. Tony There's Atlas, and I had a ten-minute conversation of, of with Tony my, Atlas of you know of the past, who my father knows, and my yeah. other, you know, my stepdad know. Like, you know, there's only so many people in wrestling that so many, you know, the older folks know nowadays, and unfortunately, who are also still here with us. And like, I got to meet Tony Atlas, and we had a conversation with him, and this guy's still huge. Oh, he's huge. Dude. He was huge. His hands are ginormous, too. He's ripped. And did you see his uh, Hall of Fame ring? That was pretty cool. Yes, I did. I did peep that. Was he was like, ripped out of his mind. Yeah. But and he was selling his drawings and everything and told us how he got into drawings, and then he just went way out. <laughs> he just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went out there. He... Yeah, he was... Yeah. He told us a lot of interesting stories, stuff that we really can't say that much because yeah. he, he said the N-word a couple times, and I'm not going to say that. Right. Um, but it was a great experience. But um, if it ever comes around again, or and I'm I'm not just saying this because you know of the experience we had, but for any really big wrestling fan out there, you should really check it out. Uh, it was a great show. Um, it was pretty crowded, a lot of people. Um, you know, I think everything was at a good price where you can spend some money if you're really a, if you're a big fan of somebody and. You know, have an experience that you never yeah. think you'll have again. I mean, and it was very, like to very go, down to earth, too. Yeah, and that's on top of going to all the toy stands and whatever. I mean, these guys were selling some good stuff. Um, I still Legion of Doom. Oh, uh, I know. What did you say? 500 bucks? 500 bucks and for they look like wrestling clean. buddies. Yeah, they they look clean. like fresh out of the, the package. Yeah, they're, they were clean. I mean, hey, let, yeah. know, I mean, that the, completes the set. The only ones I'm missing is, is the Legion. Legion of Doom. Uh, and for 500 bucks, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I know. And he he also had some wrestling buddies that were in the box. Like oh no yeah. way no I would have yeah. I would have just paid for the box. Just well to no see a like box. he had like a Macho Man and Hulk Hogan in a box in a bo- oh in like a, a new one in the box. No yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I would just want the box. Oh there's no way he'll sell you the box God. only. Well, he'll probably charge you two hundred bucks for the box. Fine, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> just to have it. It's great. No, so I mean, so we wanted to give you the listener a little detail of our experience because it, it really did mean a lot to us, right? And um, if it means a now lot I'm to you. I'm glad. Sorry, again, yeah. cutting you no, off. But just a thought. It's like now I'm glad we were with Jeff as opposed to having our own table. And then we would have been there. We would have been the new Virgils. Yeah, we would have been the Virgils. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of wrestling podcasts that were there 
There they were a lot. Hired, and they were also sponsoring a lot sponsoring, of Sponsoring, yeah. Um, like Riley was Riley was sponsored by Thursday Thursday something. Something, yeah. I don't know. But Riley was sponsored by them and a then couple those of the twenty three hundred guys, the guys with no teeth, they were yeah. there again. <laughs> and they were the ones I guess kinda of running it in a way because they're the twenty three hundred wrestling podcast or whatever. Yeah, they came up this like, Oh yeah, you're from the Invictus show. I'm like, Yep, that's yeah. uh, that's us, Sons yep. of Flip Radio. Did you put your good teeth in today? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or did you smoke it all out? How much meth did you smoke today? Right. How much meth could a meth had? Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, we wanted to tell you about that just because it means a lot to us. But what what really means a lot to you, the wrestling fan, is that this week, ladies and gentlemen, is a pay per view Extreme Rules for the WWE. Now, Extravaganza. There's like five five matches on the card so who far. Who knows what's gonna happen? And they want to build this. Too. Yeah, they want to build this for three and a half hours show. They already came out and kind of said that. Mm. So this a is, lot of time. Yeah, your go home show right here. So I mean. <clears throat> if we can just dissect the fact Tomorrow's that Tomorrow's Friday so we're going to really see I mean you know they, they six put, matches actually They ahead. put the the only stipulation I can think of is the now on the uh the what I would hope is the main event it which should is be. which is Roman and and the the Demon King um <coughs> not me. not Demon Kane oh. but the Demon King Yeah right not yeah. Demon King <laughs> um so that's the only and that's an extreme rules match right Yes it is which came out of left field cuz I was it like did. okay because it's funny because the buildup for this. And I like, was trying to think if anybody like in the previous couple weeks leading into this, like anybody used bats or yeah, chairs, yeah, yeah, because you know it's always telegraphed yeah. like that, yeah. But there was no extreme rules gimmicks leading into this. No, not at no. all. No, I mean, then you have that triple threat match for the U.S. Championship, which I'm curious if Sheamus is going to participate in because he rebroke his nose. I think because he, he he drew blood, it was crazy. I mean, it was a good match. I don't know why Jeff Hardy's thrown in there. I I think Jeff Hardy's thrown in there because the WWE realized all the hate that they were getting because they threw him into the twenty four seven. Yeah, somebody said that online. So what they're doing is they're just saying, hey, let's just throw Jeff Hardy into this match. Let me give you a gimme, and then it also gets him books himself out of it also yes. because because he, he can probably take the pin mm-hmm. from Damian Priest because spoiler alert, here's our first prediction: Damian Priest will win. Damian Priest will win for a long time, I think, because they see something in him. And putting him with a bruiser like Sheamus is smart because Sheamus hits hard and he wrestles well. And it's a good way to show off Priest's talents at, in the opinion of executives at WWE, that he has. So, and you throw Jeff Hardy in as a gimme, not to hear shit from the fans, so they're kind of protecting their asses on both ends. Yeah. So it's just easier for them. But what the cool thing on. is, and what's the most kind of random thing, is that there's three ma- three women's matches on the card, right? So we had the two title matches we'll talk about in a second. But the other match is Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Yeah. To me, this screams pre-show. Okay. It's not going to yeah. open it. Well, we'll see what happens after Friday, too, because she, uh, she's supposed to go up against Alina on Friday. So tomorrow at this point. Liv? Yeah. It could turn to a tag team match with uh, Tony and Liv against Zelina and Carmella at Extreme Rules. Yeah, I which, think I think that's a swerve because then that'll kill time. Which to me screams like second match of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then you also have Alexa versus Charlotte. You do have Alexa versus Charlotte for the <laughs> which I think is going to be very good. The build up. I hate, for this I hate match. to say it. The build up is kind of trash. Um, some it's, parts are good. Some it's parts very. Are bad. The time has been invested though. Yeah. I like um, Charlotte's kind of like real promos. She's, um, you know, slowly becoming one of the best women on the microphone. She, come on. Um, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to go into this conversation now. She's the best. Yeah. But, um, you know, so she's been holding up her own. And actually, Alexa Bliss did well, too, um, this past Monday, if you watch that promo, too. Because, you know, there was kind of like a shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff Charlotte was saying, which is kind of how we all felt. So, you know, it was a planned shoot. So, you know, therefore, you know, supposed to be. And, um, you know, we'll see where we go with that. Are we going to get a new champion? I did like the line that Alexa dropped about, you know, you've been a champion 11 times. That also means you lost like 10 or 11 times. So, you know, which, you know, you know, that's what happens. You have that many championship opportunities. You also lost it that many times, too. And her reigns haven't been long no. either. Um, because they want the number to get high. Of course. So, well, we all know where she's going. And then mm-hmm. I like when Alexa She may said, not be. Well, who knows now? Um, I like how Alexa said and that the, the woo, because the, the crowd was wooing. She's like, and that's not even yours. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, obviously alluding to her father, who's in some hot water from last week, which we, we should touch upon that a little His bit. His woo too. got taken out of the WWE did, intro, I and they got replaced it. by the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, so, so all right. So, if anybody watched Dark Side of the Ring, new oh, episodes on tonight. Boy. But uh, they had the plane oh, ride yeah, from hell. Oh, it's a Chris Candido episode. I have it recorded. Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Plane ride from hell. The infamous uh, plane ride from England to America. I mean, just look it up if you don't and know. And then the internet went way out. Like, the internet went to go back for the wrestlers and pulled up that lady's, like, history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she stole something. She stole jewelry. Whatever. Like, what did that have to do with her being, like, sexually assaulted or whatever? So, yeah. So, Alex basically just gave the Cliff Notes version. But yeah, there you go. In, <laughs> in layman's terms, Ric Flair was, quote, helicopter. Helicopter. Helicopter in the peen, man. His, his, uh, his peen in front of the stewardess and you know wanted him to wanted her to touch him yeah and, and sexual and assault so, and so, harassment right. so on and so forth and tommy dreamer comes out well tommy two dreamer things. caught the most heat he did because he's kind of swept it under the rug whereas rvd and just incredible were kind of like yeah, yeah. that's sexual assault I, I don't i don't know tommy got suspended from impact he did definitely and i don't know if he's on busted open at the he moment. did because he kind of swept it under the rug he's like oh you know well those are the times yeah, but it's different now. All you had to say, yes, those were the times. However, I don't condone what they did. Exactly. And so all you had to do was just, and who knows what take those guys actually used too? Because I'm sure Tommy, while recording that and giving his audio and his explanation of what happened, I'm sure had to take a a, a moment to like think about it and things yeah. like that. Like, so for yeah, them to it's go editing, they edited it right, probably the right way. Correct. Yeah. So well, I'm curious to see where this goes down mm-hmm. the line, but so I mean, there's talks of Flair saying, you know, RVD ruined my career. Flair has already been pulled from Comic Cons and pulled from appearances and, and that commercial the and the commercial car, for the car, car commercial shield. with yeah. uh, LA Knight that he's in with him. So I mean, Ric Flair is kind of being getting is getting canceled by culture, mm-hmm. canceled because of an incident that happened years and years ago. Right, which he was in the wrong for, and he then was. he was even worse than that. Scott so, Hall was worse too. Yeah, Scott Hall was just as bad too. He licked the stewardess's face. Yeah, and he admitted it to doing it because mm-hmm. he was high and drunk and everything, and they yeah. thought he was dead. Yeah, that's when he got released the next day. And then JR's so, catching so some flack as to why. Yeah, right. That's right because he was a prankster. Um, Jr. is getting some flack too because how come they didn't? fire flair or whatever but you know he kind of alluded made to it man. he was a made man it's yeah. a little bit different plus can't really get mad at jr because like jr killing, was like just killing being told john Gotti. To you know what i mean yeah it's like killing the the mobster you know what I mean? yeah. he's a made man yeah especially that time but with that, you know with that being said it's like you know all those people and even brock was a part of this too yeah remember that that they almost opened the uh door in the cabin although it would have been very hard to because of the cabin pressure and stuff but like those guys were you know, well, not just that, and they, and they talk about how he would expose himself in front of Terry Reynolds. Oh yeah, and oh, how she was on there. She and was, she on, was there. on there, shooting and, away, man. And like you know, they were talking about, or she kept saying, you know, I just don't sell it. I yeah, just don't sell a, it. Everything she said, she, uh, she said everybody said just no sell it, no yeah. sell it. That's it. Like just like it didn't happen. And the producer was like, "Why do you keep selling that?" And because she she was like, "Oh, that's just how it was." Okay. Yeah. So it kind of gave us a little glimpse of what the women were treated like and what men did to women during that. I mean, which is funny. I mean, it's like who we knows already what the 80s knew. and 90s was like. Hey, you know what I mean? The mid to this Gennetti is the and, of the and then of course there's allegations of Gennetti and Shawn Michaels getting alleged, allegedly, allegedly spiking women's drinks in the late 80s. Well, the same thing with this. They yeah. would do this now. They were doing it on the plane ride, but they were doing it for fun. Yeah. To themselves or anybody who mm-hmm. fell asleep. That's how they cut Michael Hayes's uh, his ponytail his ponytail off. But Ooh, he said he was if you if that. you haven't watched the episode of Dark Side of the Ring on the plane ride from hell, you should really watch it. It's crazy, enlightening. It gives you a glimpse of what really went on during that time, and it kind of gives you a glimpse of what life outside of the ropes really is. Mm-hmm. Right. So check it out new episode on tonight on thursday with uh chris canyon who also lived a double life because he was a homosexual yeah and he Which hit I that for a long know, time so yeah not, not many people one. knew that he was gay i mean it was hard to bring it up back then. exactly yeah yeah not a thing that you come out and no. say, including in, in sports today with football players and stuff like carl nasser gay on the raiders yeah and, yep. and um 
Darren Young, who he interviewed. If you know, you go it's back still very catalog. taboo, unfortunately. I don't it see is. why. Yeah, but, I it mean, is that's what it is. that old it's, macho it's, mentality yeah. inside of whatever sport or whatever that person is. And, and here's from Jersey, too. So Diamond Dallas Page is a big member of tonight's episode, so it would be crazy to see what he talks about because he was close with Canyon. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But, I mean, leading into this Sunday... Um, the whole Alexa Bliss and Charlotte match. We'll go back into that. I wouldn't be surprised if the WWE swerved us and gave the belt to um, oh, um, Alexa Bliss. Just to sell more toys. Yeah, Because exactly. they're selling that Charlie doll. Because they're selling the doll. And, you know, the fans are getting behind Bliss and the girls are getting behind Bliss. And, and then know, also, she's I mean, again, shit. you know, you have... And Flair with Flair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Daddy Rick. a lot Rick. going on with... Well, he has, I'm sure, yeah. She's getting punished and he's not even part of the company. But That could be it. They have a lot of stuff with the... You know, with the draft coming up too, which could sway a lot of. I mean, the if decision. they if they send Charlotte to SmackDown, then that leaves Raw wide open with nobody. You got to get yeah. If you especially send her over there, you got to send four from uh, yeah, SmackDown. Over, especially yeah. because since Nikki and I don't know what's going on with uh, Naomi too. Na- the whole Naomi thing, she she looks like she could be due a to heel. receive a push and and a heel at that. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, but mm, for me to. <laughs> I want to say Bliss. Uh, I'm going to say Bliss is going to win. I think it'd be kind of a shock, but I think it's going to be kind of what Rick did. I think that Ric Flair, uh, his outside, is going to kind of interfere into this, and the decision is going to be made to have Alexa win. I think uh, that's going to cost her a little bit. That's foul, but that's that's the price that, you pay. It, it for could those be. Kind it could things. be. You know, getting buried it a little bit. It, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the first me. time that they've exactly. done something like this. Yes. Now, leading into the other show, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. There's been a lot of build up when you went to the show at SmackDown at the contract mm-hmm. signing. And Bianca Becky's got, getting booed. Becky is yeah, getting booed. Becky's a heel now. So Bianca now, got the key of the city. Like all the fir- shit. Yeah, at first we didn't think it was gonna work. Like, oh shit, you know, she returned. I just want to see them wrestle more though. Like I wanna see Becky Lynch wrestle on SmackDown, but you know we're not gonna see that. We're only gonna see her wrestle on pay per views and that's yeah. kinda stupid. For the moment. I mean Bianca's gonna Bianca can wrestle at any time because I think that Bianca is a time in her career where she needs to wrestle more. Yeah, well she's also fronting a lot of this. Yeah. Like she she's the one doing uh, you know, the heavy lifting. You know. To- so I guess can you if I said this, if I said that Becky Lynch is turning into a female Brock Lesnar with her appearances and a female Brock Lesnar about how she carries herself and how she doesn't wrestle during the week and all this shit, what would you think about that? Because you can't say that about Roman, because Roman wrestles on SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. And he has Becky on ha, has Becky Lynch had a SmackDown match since since uh, SummerSlam? No, no, but she's still just returning, though. I think it's a little bit too early to tell. We'll okay. see. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. We'll have a better understanding after Sunday. Okay. Sunday she's gonna wrestle. There's no if. Uh, no, no, but. she's gonna win on. So I think she's gonna win. Yeah, same. Yeah, she's not I dropping think, that. I think she's gonna retain. Yeah. But then I wonder when her first match on SmackDown would be. Like. Mm. Take and try and take a guess. A couple weeks, you know, because they can really build a shit out of it and, and make SmackDown first, numbers go up. Correct. You know what I mean? But then, it, who is it but against? Who, so, but I'd probably it's be against be some, Bianca yeah. or, or someone it's coming be over from Raw. But and who would that person? Who would be? that be? There's no singles competition. There's no singles women's worth. wrestlers on Raw that's worth bringing over to give that type of pizzazz against yeah. Becky Lynch, unless it's Charlotte Flair, um, Oscar. That's the, that's the only person Oscar, I can really think of because she's on been, Raw going yeah. to SmackDown. That's the only thing. You asked me something, so I, yeah, that's my answer. I mean, Asuka's been that's on a the, pretty legit she's, answer, She's though. been on the milk carton. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if she's still hurt. She's sharing time with Cesaro and Ricochet in the milk <laughs> carton. And uh, Kevin Owens and a lot of other people. But um, where has she been? Who knows? But maybe a new start for her is on SmackDown. Then you can bring in the story about how Becky gave her the belt. That's it. Boom. That's it. Boom. I gave I you just the champion. It. There it is. Boom. I just dropped the mic and, and I wrote this. Boom goes. Yeah. Down. So um, the bloodline is wrestling this weekend too. But before we talk about Roman, we have the Usos against the Street Profits at mm-hmm. this. Uh, who, which would probably open the show. Tag as it always is. Um, tag match. He's got to get him hot. Like I always said, because this, if Roman's gonna close it, they should open. Yeah. It. Like I always said, this as long as Roman's a champion, the Usos are gonna be the champions also. Because you can't kill that. You cannot. Not to mention, you just put table. new shirts out, and their their championships are on the table with his. Yes. So, I mean, you can't you can't <laughs> kill that stable. You can't kill what they're selling. You can't barring kill what something happen. And I do think that at some point could be soon or by survivor series their brother will show up i think he will skip nxt 
because big, of man. who he is. Yeah, I know, but just saying. Oh, Dominic Mysterio did it, and oh, look at him, he's shit. Go. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just throw another Uso into the group and throw Naomi. You got five people now in your stable. You're running hot. You're running hot. I mean, you had, when was the last time you WWE had a five-person stable? Uh, DX. <laughs> Anybody right? good? Undisputed Arab was four. Mm-hmm. Sanity was four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You really ha- uh, Imperium was four. You really haven't seen five. No. Honestly, since DX. Right? Evolution was four. Four. Yeah. Nation of Domination. Well, that was before DX. Uh, I mean, do you DX. count Nexus? Yeah, I uh, guess. So that was kind Nexus. of a movement. Yeah, yeah Nexus. Nexus, you can say, because Nexus didn't last long because of bad booking by Vince McMahon. <laughs> he wanted to make John Cena look like the tiny little human and have him be the, the leader at the end and like have him be like the, the one that saved the WWE. And that's how they mm-hmm. booked that. Mm-hmm. But they booked Wade, uh, Wade Barron to a shitstorm by him becoming a member of the core, yep, which core. was him... Some uh, members of Gabriel the, yeah. Jackson and uh, Heath Slater. Yep. So that was a shitty booking, but that's an, that's another story for another time. But <laughs> um, it's funny. I do think that Bobby Bobby and Big E should happen, but it's not booked. Let me tell you that that um that match was intense on Raw. I was I was for it. Like that was main event. Like best pay-per-view of the year kind of like talking about quality. the triple threat yeah that was good stuff because bobby came out hot the six-man tag was good too. at the beginning of mm-hmm. the show oh yeah dominating everybody and just basically turning them when to he nothing. when he laid out roman i was like holy <sighs> shit bobby like this is it was this good is, that's good booking this is the bobby last year that people it, people's eyes right got now. glued onto yeah man yeah i'll tell you what I, i'll i'll take it i'll take it and i like how they you know, throughout the show, all three of them went back there and tried to get a match out of it mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and obviously it happened. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. Bobby this, in there gives a little bit new... I mean, it's already a new life there because you got Big E but there, that, whatever. That, but that's what he's been doing, though. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, MVP's on the shelf right now for a little bit. Yeah, which is fine. I think I think you can let Bobby be dominant by himself, but I do think that, that Big E-Bobby match will happen again someday. Mm-hmm. Will it happen this week? Maybe. And remember, next Maybe. month you're supposed to have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, so I don't know what. And you're supposed to have Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns, too. Yeah. Which leads to the main event of Roman Reigns and the Demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't even need to explain myself. I, I've been preaching since the second that he's been the champion that Roman Reigns isn't going to lose. All the names that he's gone through has... He's had great matches with. You don't think that's going to get stale? Remember my scenario last week I had mentioned? It's like you got to take it off of him a little bit to cool it down. I don't think it's... Because he's so hot anyway. You got to give him some time away because he's going to run through the whole division. He's the best person in WWE. And and every... Including NXT 2.0, which I refuse (laughs) to call it 2.0, but I did. Did you watch it? I did both weeks. What'd you um, think of Braun Breaker? I mean, when he when he when he was talking in the beginning, he was like twenty five percent. I'm like, that's Scott Steiner. Yeah, he he might have done it on purpose. Yeah. Um, he, and, he, and looks, he, he looks identical to Rick and Scott, like combined. Yeah. But um, you know who's wrong? You know the thing you you do is you book yourself into a corner. This guy's that hot. You you can't. He is. You can't tell me that The Rock now an extra year after the fact, and an extra. If year it's old. not going to be The Rock, it's going to be Brock. Okay, so obviously this this match next month is going to be a schmoz. Like, what what's going to go on? I think Rock. I think I think Brock and Roman at Mania. I think. Roman's Do you think Brock could win it from him in Saudi? Yes. Oh, uh, it's in, remember it's in Saudi Arabia. Sometimes shit doesn't matter when it happens mm-hmm. in Saudi. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, that championship changes hands. That's a big deal. Like but... when the Fiend won the belt. Yeah, <laughs> right. Thank you. Right. Sorry. And then the Fiend lost the belt too in Saudi. Uh huh. Won it and lost it. That's yeah. right. But uh, I'm saying it's like it's hard. Now we're really like now we're reaching mm-hmm. for shit here. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell right now. I think it depends on how Sunday goes. But I'm just saying on Sunday, I think Roman's just going to be dominant. If it's an Extreme Rules match and you know the Usos going to get involved. Yeah, Extreme Rules, that means there's an out. So it's not going to be a clean win. No, And I think not. that's the... It's going to be a dirty, dirty win. booking was supposed to go that way no matter what. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a dirty little win. You know what I mean? And I think Roman, 
is just doing too good of a job. Or it works the opposite way, where that's how Roman doesn't lose clean. I'm using air quotes here because of the stipulation. Where you, you know, think Brock will come out and cost him the match? I don't know. Here's here's how I see that going. Right, he could, in theory, come out for that purpose. But instead of um, Roman, it, he takes out um, the demon. Yeah, he takes out Balor to protect his match for the following month. Because we all, all know we just like to set up for the next thing. It's and already the next booked thing and the too. That's thing. not that's not bad. Right. That's what makes sense to me. Well, it depends on why. We still. I mean, I think we only know why Brock is there because to be champion. So well, that's every time he's been there, it's the yeah, only reason. So I mean, because like the, he's the, had one or two non-title feuds. Yeah, right. And it was against with John Cena. John Cena. No, no it was no. with the Undertaker. Yeah, and uh, Dean You're, Ambrose. Yeah, and he wrestled Randy Orton too at SummerSlam for another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That was when he cut him open. Oh yeah, but um, him, yeah, on the eyebrow. Yeah, but I mean, it, I don't think that. Us wrestling fans know the story of of Braun's motive right now. Is Braun's motive just to get back at Heyman? Is Braun's motive to be the champion? Brock, is, you mean? I mean, I mean Brock. Sorry, I don't know. Why I said Braun. <laughs> you looked at me like I had six heads. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm not following. <laughs> like, like, what is Brock's really interior motive? Is it to get back at Heyman? Is it to, yeah. to get the belt? Is it because to, that's a big storyline in and of itself. Yeah, and then and the then custody Paul of Heyman's Paul Heyman on a pole on a pole match. match yeah. But, I mean, barring any swerve this weekend, I will have to say that Roman Reigns is going to be your universal champion. I mean, that's fair. That's a safe bet. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, well, there's no disqualification. And it's funny because, you know, this episode we were trying to do, like, a little satchel episode. So, I mean, um, we did did get a couple questions. And because I I do want to say one question. I had it on my phone uh, from Anthony Ferretti. He was talking about... um, yeah. <laughs> we'll act like we'll sh- we're No, he it he uh, he basically uh, I lost it on Vanish Mode on Instagram, but I knew uh, it was uh You got the gist of it. Yeah, he said that because Roman is a universal champion and what Roman's doing does that eliminate the the WWE championship from being any relevant in the company. There's always an A and a B, right? Yeah. There was always an A and a B when when um, I think you always have you always know what that's going to be based on who's carrying the championship. Exactly. Yeah. Like back when the WWE bought WCW, they had two belts introduced: mm-hmm. the World Heavyweight Title and the WWE Championship. And you knew belt. that the lineage from the WWE Championship was always a yes. number one. Yes. Right. Now that changes over time, right? Yeah. The WWE Champion, there was a World Champion. They got rid of the World Belt, then it was a Universal Belt, and it was the WWE Championship. Right. Now belt. I'd be curious. Now let's say if. Um, you know, Biggie's the WWE champion right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately, the Universal Championship takes precedence, so that is the belt. At it does the moment. because it's on Fox. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, would it matter if, let's say, Drew McIntyre had that belt at the same time Roman did? I mean, technically, he did, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. So, I mean, but yeah, you know, they, now, they, today, they wrestled let's at say, Survivor Series right. together. So let's say today, because we can't yeah. go, we can't go back. Um, in, instead of Big E, if Drew had that championship, and Drew was as hot as he was when he had it during the pandemic era, mm-hmm. and Roman is as hot as he is today, who would be the face? Roman. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would be the face? Who would be like who? Who, no. who would be the A guy? Yeah, Roman. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no one. One A, one B. Yeah, no one. Two no a, one can B. hold a candle. a candle to Roman. A candle. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's too good what he's doing right now. You know, everything that he's doing from walking out to just grabbing the belt of pose with it and giving back to Heyman to talking in the ring to wrestling. His wrestling is better as a heel. Yes. His look is better as a heel. He's talking better as a heel. He's selling more better as a heel. He's having better matches with wrestlers better as a heel because everybody knew the typical Roman Reigns face match. You go in with Roman Reigns. You're both jostling for position. He beats you up in the first five minutes. You get back at him. Superman punch, spear, night-night. That's all it is. Matches now, it's more dominant with him. 
but then you know he may be taking the back seat a little bit, getting caught off guard a lot with wrestlers. Yep. Like when he wrestled Cesaro and he wrestled even uh, Jimmy Uso, he was caught off guard quickly and early. Like he he's wrestling, like he knows he's better than you, but then you can get the best of him. And yeah, like when he, he wrestled, wrestled Kevin like, Owens, oh, like an oh shit moment. Yeah, when know? he when yeah. he wrestled Kevin Owens a couple times, like in the um, yeah last uh, December at yeah. TLC. Like, those matches, he almost lost. But, again, obviously, that's the art of illusion. Yeah, because that was, himself. what, the last man standing match? Yeah, last man standing. And then, uh, was that when he got ran over by the car? Kevin Owens? That was <laughs> yes, hilarious. Man. Oh, Roman got, uh, yeah, with the golf cart. With the golf cart, yeah. yeah. That was that was the uh, little throw to uh, when Sammy Guevara got hit in AW. But, no, it would be interesting. I mean, it'll be, I mean, I'll be watching. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll be watching. Yeah, I'm actually Us, off me and Alex. Sunday. We'll the be next watching. two Sundays I have off, so I'm nice. excited. We'll yeah. be watching, and all the fans of Sons of the Beta will be watching out there. But if you can't watch, and obviously we're going to be giving our predictions on our social media accounts that day. If you uh, missed this episode, which you shouldn't because all of our episodes are available anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us on Sons of Flip Radio on Instagram at Sons of Flip Radio and on Facebook at Sons of Flip Radio, Twitter Sons of Flip Radio. Email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail dot com. And you can be seeing more social media action from us. If you see one of, if you see a wrestler wearing a Sons of Flip Radio shirt on social media, please tag us. That's hell, a hell huge yeah. thing. Hell yeah. Uh, there's like seven or eight wrestlers out there that got our shirts. Maybe they left them at the arena. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Right. Whatever. They have them. Whatever it is, what it is. So um, next week, we'll come back to you with a brand new episode. That's awesome. It's mine. What? My, my uncle bought it for me. A skateboard deck with Macho Man's face on it? Yeah. That's awesome. Because it's from uh, Enjoy. It's a, it's a company that has a couple different, like, they had, like, Andre and a couple other, and I think, like, Warrior too. And I was like, dude, I got to get this. And he bought it for me. Awesome. Yeah. And then the, so the green side is the, um, where the trucks and stuff go, but I'm never going to complete the deck. It's just going to go on the wall. And then the macho man flexing is the grip tape. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's the grip tape that goes on top. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, we'll be coming back to you next week, bigger and better with a brand new episode. What it is, we don't know. Don't ask us. It'll be our reaction. (laughs) Don't ask. Don't ask us. We'll determine that ourselves. It'll definitely be our reaction show though. From um, hey, it's Thursday. Fucking football's on. It is football. Oh yeah. It's the uh, Panthers and the uh, and the Texans tonight. Mm. So uh, another question from Chris Rubin. a buddy of mine wanted to ask us. He he texted me before oh, we closed the show. He's <laughs> like, "Can I ask you a question that doesn't revolve around football? Doesn't revolve around wrestling?" I said, "You can ask us anything you want, Chris." And he oh, that's who us. put something up. I had seen that. Yeah, like... he asked us a question about um, wrestling, and he I mean about um, about football. And he said, "What's wrong with the New York teams?" So this is my thirty second rant. Right, oh. I am not a buff. Well, I am a fan of a team that plays in New York. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. But um, my opinion of the Jets and Giants, the Jets have no offensive line to protect their rookie quarterback. I think he's trying to make plays that he can't make right now. And I think that he's trying to do his hardest to make himself look relevant on the team, which is what he's trying to do and what he's paid to do. Yeah, I think so that I think trying that too hard. He's right trying now. too hard. I think that the complex, the slow the tracks down a little bit with him, get a better game plan. The Giants, on the other hand, is it's still their offensive line. Uh, Danny Daniel, I almost called him Danny Dimes. I don't know why. He had one good game. Uh, Daniel Jones did look better in the second game than the first game. Um, but I think he was the leading rusher for that. He game was too. 95 yards on nine <laughs> yes. rushes. It I think that uh, there's a lot. Of, two yeah, I think there's a lot. There's talks of you know, you know. It's funny how all the Saquon Barkley talks come back now, and they're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't assign him to a second. Okay, well, we didn't fucking know that. Okay, you don't know. There's, you can say the same thing with guys like Nikhil Harry that the Patriots drafted. Who uh, uh, they drafted a wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, two years ago, and he's done shit for them. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many players yeah, well, that get drafted. Being on the Patriots is a crapshoot because yeah. it's just like there's no star that's come out of the Patriots unless you're on defense. Yeah. Defense is the only time they have some stars there. They draft some. I mean, they do. They do well in free agency too. But I mean, they do. But they it's they a lot can't of role draft players for shit because yeah. Belichick trades a lot of picks. But yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my opinion on the Giants is that I think that you know Saquon needs to get to 100. percent I think that they can. He's, all, he's running scared. He's running scared. He doesn't so, want to get hurt. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Slayton drop kind of cost them the other day. I mean, he could have caught that ball. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. and I, I think Jones, I think the offensive line needs to protect Jones more and gives him more confidence and pressure in the pocket. That's yeah. my opinion. The only person who felt better than that was Ingram because he actually didn't drop a fucking pass. Yeah. Isn't he hurt? Yeah, no, that's yeah, why. That's, that's my why. point. <laughs> so, I mean, a combination of injuries, offensive line is what's hurting the Giants. And what's hurting the Jets is you have a rookie quarterback, second pick taken in the draft by Trevor Lawrence. It's not doing the best either. But I think that with the Speaking Jets. Speaking of which, we get to see their their former quarterback. Uh, they're two and zero right now. I think the Panthers. No. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they look really good. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. Yeah. But that's the that's the point of like a great offensive line. Which it guess what? That's where it starts. It does. If you can't protect the guy getting the ball to get it to other people, you know, good luck. Yeah. Thanks for playing. You know, just go. Listen, I I, I know I never played football once in my life. I just watch it a lot on TV, and you know, if if I if I can tell that. That Zach Wilson looks pressured and he looks confused. Then, if I can say that, then millions of other people can say that. Right, like, including true. the people on the field. Yeah, he's threw like seven interceptions, but like he's trying he threw to do two too much. and two two passes yeah. last week, right? He threw three and four passes. Yeah, oh, something about so. But that was our little football question from Chris Rubin. So thank you. Try diatribe. Um, yeah, a little diatribe. Remember, this weekend is Extreme Rules. Make sure you watch it. Make sure you take it all in because it'd be a three and a half hour show. Enjoy the wrestling uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I'm the $100 man, Thomas Lisi. Join the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. Yeah. We are Sons of Flip Radio, and we are out for today, episode number 78. In the books. Check it out. Peace, love, and wrestling, and as always, take care. You're-